644 and a half, Tommy Tucker, WWL, joined by Arthur Sturbko, our friend, local real estate agent. Talk about real estate trends around the greater New Orleans area, which we do every now and then. How are you, Arthur? Doing terrific. Doing how's, terrific. How's the real estate market? Well, it's spring. The areas are blooming, and that's always a good time for real estate sales, and that's uh, pretty much what's happening. The buyers are out there looking, and uh, they seem to be uh, writing contracts. Is there a reason for springtime? Is it having anything to do with school? I would think not. How, why springtime? Well, things are kind of uh, uh, nice. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's usually the weather that brings it out. You're not worried about the cold. Uh, it's not a rainy season. It's uh, The kids are settled in school. And uh, it's just that time of the year where people start thinking about growing things, fixing things up, and uh, changing houses. I was going to ask you about that, about the whole, you know, you, you don't own a home, but then you see somebody doing yard work in the spring and fixing the garden up, and if that would maybe entice somebody to want to buy a house. Absolutely. Anything that causes a neighbor or a friend or a relative to start talking about a new home usually starts the juices going, and uh, People say, well, I wonder if maybe we ought to look at a new home. And then they'll start looking at their home and say, well, you know, maybe we just need to fix this up. Or sometimes they'll say, well, yeah, we're going to put it on the market. They start fixing it up, and then they turn around and say, well, it looks so nice. Why are we moving? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that go around in people's minds when it comes to uh, shelter for their families. I can tell you this, having been a homeowner for a long time, I would say the majority of my life now, uh, in the springtime, you want to buy a home. In the summertime, around August, after cutting the grass and all that for for the summer, you're ready to sell a home. What are the hottest areas? Speaking of heat, what's the hottest area now in the, in the city, or some of the hotter areas? Well, it, just about everything is is heated up right now. It's kind of hard to tell one area from another that's hotter than what it had been. Obviously, uptown is always a, a, a super solid market. The St. Tammany Parish, the Mandeville Covington area, still uh, very hot, and a really unusually uh, hot area right now is the uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast. That has really, really had a dramatic increase over about the last, I'd say, 90 days, uh, primarily for people from the New Orleans area. Second homes uh, so or? Not primary homes. Hmm. So uh, we've seen a lot of uh, people who have you know, retired or whatever and normally would have you know, stayed in their homes or maybe bought a little nicer home or downsized. Uh, choosing to go to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So uh, a lot of energy going on right now. A lot of it driven by crime, unfortunately, in the uh, urban areas. And also uh, the uh, the real driver force to a lot of people is the, they're doing away with the state income tax, which is going to be phased out by 25, uh, 2025. And uh, that's got some um, real appeal to uh, retirees. Any areas of the Gulf Coast? You know, Arthur, I guess I don't know much about the, the real estate market. I know they got that main highway down Gulfport that leads you to the, pardon me, the banana area, whatever, where they got the banana factory. I hate to be that rough in my uh, um, reference points, but you know what I'm talking about. But I always I think do. of Mississippi, and I think, well, if you're not going to live on a beach, why? What is it that's attractive well, about the Gulf Coast? Well, it's uh, the Casinas? beach is certainly the big, the big attraction. Uh, Ocean Springs is a very, very uh, – a dramatic, uh, dramatically attractive area for a lot of artists and uh, and things like that. Uh, lots of shops and uh, it's a great, great little resort type town. But uh, it's also fueled by a lot of uh, industries along those areas. So 
there's a lot of businesses in the Mississippi Gulf Coast, kind of off the radar for people who think about New Orleans all the time and you know, drive our streets. But uh, a visit out there would really kind of open your eyes. It's It's got some dramatic uh, subdivision growth going on. Um, what about some areas that are not doing so well in the in the city? Is it New Orleans East? Is it places that are really affect mid city? Maybe place not mid city, but central city places that really have a huge crime problem. I think that's pretty much it. You know that any place you've got a high degree of crime, you're going to have some real depressed housing and some outward movement uh, from those areas. Probably more so than in the past. It's always been a little dicey in terms of trying to get people to want to move into those areas. Uh, but uh, the prices are extremely affordable. So sometimes that's the option. It's not maybe that you don't want to maybe live in a less crime you know, prone area, but the prices of the homes are what you can afford and what you can afford to, uh, uh, you know, grow, grow around. So, uh, you know, people have just found uh, their natural nesting areas based on what they can afford to, uh, to, to pay each month. City Council talking about Airbnbs. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the effect of Airbnbs on the market, um, outside investors. We'll talk about interest rates, insurance, and more with Arthur Sturbko, our friend, local real estate analyst. If you have any questions, 504-260-1870 or comments. That's the Oakland Hard Jeweler Talk and Text Line. 650-10 till 7. Traffic now on WWL. 655, Tommy Tucker, WWL, a foggy Wednesday morning. Be safe and put the headlights on. Arthur Sturbko, real estate analyst, joins us, our good friend. We check in with him every now and then and talk about real estate trends. Arthur, City Council talking about Airbnb restrictions or short-term rental restrictions, I should say. What effect is that having on the market? Because I was driving with my kid on a, in Algiers Point one day, and she was pointing out houses like, that's an Airbnb, that's one. That's one. She could tell from the way they were built, and then she'd go to the phone and show me. Sure enough, it was. Um, is that something we're seeing in a lot of neighborhoods? As a local real estate guy, can you drive around and see the homes that have been converted to Airbnbs? Is it that obvious for you? Well, it it can be, but but it's pretty hard to, to do. I mean, obviously, somebody's ability to maintain their home. Some people don't really notice the front of their home very much and don't really put a lot of effort into landscaping and painting and maintenance. And some people, because it's an Airbnb, they've got to keep it pristine and looking like it's out of a magazine every day. Which, in a way, so, makes uh, a case for it not being that bad to have that as a neighbor, but there are downsides, too. You know, it depends on the price range. I, I will tell you, that that's the predominant problem that I see with the B&Bs. It's the, the type of user who's going to be coming in and using it. Mm-hmm. If somebody's going to come and rent a B&B and they're going to be paying $3,000, $4,000 a week, bring them on. I mean, right. <laughs> they're bringing a lot of money into the city, into the neighborhood, and that ha- that home is going to have to be renovated to the nines. It's going to have to look like it just came off of a TV uh, program to, to, uh, to, to, to attract those kinds of tenants. But somebody who's going to be, you know, $100 a night or $50 a night or something like that, yeah, you're going to attract a different kind of B&B crowd. So uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of B&Bs uh, because of what they've done to improve neighborhoods. Uh, you know, if you know, just if you go back not that many years and before B&Bs were even any, anybody's mind and look at those homes, they were vacant, blighted, you know, homes that looked like they were horrible in a neighborhood, just taking the whole neighborhood down. 
once people figured out we can do this as a short-term B&B, they've gone and then rented, upgraded those properties. There was never an economic incentive to put in $100,000 into a $150,000 house. You would never get that back from a, a renter who's going to be renting it for a year or two years or three years, but you'd never get the money back. Now, you absolutely can. So the impact of these B&Bs on surrounding property values has been high, uh, again, in those areas where you've got a fairly affluent user and not a bunch of college kids coming in there and just trashing the, th- the whole place and you know having parties till 3, 4 in the morning and uh, bringing in all their friends and you have 20 cars in a neighborhood in a block that you know there's no place to park. I, those are, are obvious growth problems. Uh, they can be managed, I believe, with uh, maybe a little bit more eye towards the type of user that's going to be using it. How about the interest rates, Arthur, having an effect? Yes, the interest rates are uh, – they've stabilized out, but uh, not at the rates we'd like, obviously. We're still looking around 7% for, uh, you know, a 30-year mortgage, which is, you know, if we were in 1975 and 1980, we'd be thrilled to death with that. Uh, in today's world, it's uh, it's still pretty restrictive. Uh, the, but people are getting a little bit used to it, though, Tommy. I, I don't think it's the big, um, you know, anchor around people's neck that it was. It's the, the threat of the insurance that's the real hidden one that's coming up. They're pretty much used to what the, the interest rates are now. But the unknown is when they go write up a contract or they're looking a house and the agents are down. The insurance on this is probably going to be – this we need to check with an insurance agent before you write your offer, and then they get the offer and they go, "Oh my gosh, uh, that's that's been uh, chilling the market in, in some areas." Thank you, Arthur. I appreciate your time, and they'd better address it in the session. They'd better find some way because it's going to keep getting worse. We'll take a break. Come back talk to your municipal court judge Paul Sens about crime in New Orleans.